you know, like an Arnold Palmer, but if you put vodka in it, it's a John Daly. Ooh. Do you know who John Daly is? No. He is like this. Is he another golfer? Yeah, he's another golfer that was literally like the biggest alcoholic ever. Like he won the PGA Tour. He would like after every like round, he'd just go and get super drunk and like go to sleep at like six in the morning from drinking all night and like wake up at eight and he like won. Beautiful. Legendary <laughs> nine. He was like fat as fuck. <laughs> Drank like a pack of Diet Coke a day. Hell yeah. That's a hero my, we can all get behind. Uh, that is my hero, dude. All great men drink Diet Coke. That's what I've gathered. A whole pack is a lot, though. I remember one time I went to, like, this comic's birthday party, and, like, a sober comic showed up, but he brought a 12-pack of Coke mm-hmm. just for himself. He crushed almost all of them. It's almost more concerning. Yeah, <laughs> Than if he is. showed up with a pack of beer and crushed the whole, like, 12-pack, I'd be like, that's a, that's a normal guy, but you showed up with a pack of, a 12-pack of Diet Coke and crushed it's like, are you okay, dude? Yeah, dude. It's like, I kind of understand the kidney stone jokes now. (laughs) (laughs) I have never, ever had a kidney stone, and I've also never, ever, rarely ever drank water. Yeah, knock on wood over here, no kidney stones. My brother's had a lot of them. Really? My father's had them, yeah. Really? And I've never gotten them. My body's like, maybe I just have a... Does your brother drink a lot of those, like, powder drink mix shits? No, I know that, I like that apparently causes a lot of like today's kidney stones. I like it's like those powdered drink mixes just recrystallize in yeah. your fucking urethra. Crystal light is like no, we're, we're, we mean that it'll be a crystal in your body soon enough. No, I I gave him like kidney damage when I was a kid. I think no I told you deal. about where we like where we do this sport called close boxing where we like hug with one arm and punch each other in the body until one of us dropped god damn i don't think you told me that (laughs) i I feel like and uh and so like one day he just started like pissing blood when he was like eight or like six i was probably like 10 he was six and so they took him to the doctor and then it was fine but like yeah but still his blood yeah it was it was uh it was weird my dad was not not happy with that <laughs> so then he squared me up. Yeah. And then I did the same thing to his bitch ass. <laughs> yeah, and my dad was pissing blood. Now they both have kidney stones. I said, Retsy, get that ass over here. Pow, 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 pow. You want a piece of this, mom? <laughs> yeah, dude. Nobody in my family fucks me anymore, dude. <laughs> Fucking fish in the tank. I don't give a fuck, bro. Uh, oh, my God. Live from the studio, everybody. I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And, uh, you know, quarantine's wrapping up. Seems like, at least. It really is. It really is. It's uh, it's starting to get that vibe. I was telling I you mean, before. I mean, don't the- get me wrong. Like, it's still pretty serious. Like, I think over the weekend, Deal Hewley passed out on stage in Nashville, and then he came back positive for COVID. So, like... Jesus. Shit is still happening. Like... We're still in the middle of everything, but mm-hmm. like anytime I go out now, it's like, why are all these people out? This seems like it's normal again. Like what's going on? Yeah. It's uh it's like as normal as it can be, but it's uh you know, it's cabin fever, dude. And also I, I do feel like there might be some uh substance to that idea of uh that maybe the heat does play a role in it like not being as infectious. Because like the the cases, well, the cases have been going up, but also I think that's a result because the U.S. is testing like so much now. So we have so many more reported cases because we're testing so much 
but like the deaths have been like way 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 down like i looked at uh something i was looking at like the cdc reports this week and obviously they all take like they take a couple weeks to all get updated because like it takes a while after someone dies for them to like retroactively go back and classify that as a corona death but like they've been on a steady decline and then i feel like everybody like it's the the george floyd protests when they were at their height were what like two weeks ago now at this point yeah probably and so like if there's not a resurgence of uh cases and deaths as a result of that then i feel like it might be safe to say we were probably good to do what we're doing right now uh until the fall at least and then i'd be interested to see what happens in the fall yeah i mean that's what most people are predicting is like a round two yeah starts getting cold out again me an epidemiologist have confirmed that we're probably good yeah dude (laughs) You're the also, first guest on Joe Rogan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the first on Spotify. One <laughs> Licensed virologist Jimmy Seleski says, let's just fucking chill until September, bro. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was telling you before the podcast, I played my first gigs this weekend. Yeah. I did my gig at uh, the company. The company. The Globe. The Globe, the Globe Group. Group. The Globe Group. And uh, I showed up and I was very stressed out. First of all, I thought it was going to get canceled because it's an, I, I thought it was supposed to be an outdoor gig. Mm-hmm. And uh, I messaged her before. And it was like raining all week. And it's still supposed to be raining all week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's just a normal June thing. I feel like they always say like it rains a lot in April, but June has been hitting us hard, dude. Um, but so I messaged her and I was like, so what happens with rain? She's like, you know, if it rains and it'll be canceled, I'll let you know. And so all day I was out hanging out and I was like, oh man, I just hope this gig is canceled because like I was telling you last week, I was scared to play the gig because I was scared I was going to fuck something up. Like I was like, well, I was then just, you like talked about all those rules they gave you. Yeah. And, they had yeah, like yeah. all these crazy rules. And then I showed up like 40 minutes before the gig, which is like the earliest I've ever shown up for a gig ever in my life. And, uh, People were like sitting inside and, uh, you know, they, the servers were wearing masks and like, they had like people like, they had like sections of, like, if you're with a group at the bar, like you sit this part of the bar and then you have to keep like a couple seats between you, between the next group and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, you had to like call in a reservation they had to make sure they have enough tables to like adequately provide spacing. But like, it was not nearly as, as crazy strict as i thought it was going to be like it was virtually almost a normal gig it was actually better because normally they have this big outdoor spot down there at lock bar and um it's right on the water and it's beautiful and uh but they always set up the music inside and they like shut the doors so you can't really see outside and then this time they were like okay so we're gonna open up the doors and you guys can be facing outside and they plug you into the whole house system and so we're playing the whole night like looking out at the water and the patio. And I was like, dude, this is way cooler. This is way better than when I normally play here. It was awesome. And they like had the hours earlier. So like we were playing during like the peak dinner rush as opposed to like playing after everyone leaves. And I was like, this is great. This is like the best thing that ever happened. But uh, yeah, I showed up and like when we were on the Zoom meeting, they were saying things like, you know, like uh, performers can't drink on the job right now and like you can still get food but you have to take it to go after your gig and so i was like oh man this is gonna suck and i show up and the bartender immediately was like hey what can i get for you and i was like um i don't think i'm supposed to drink tonight and they were like what and then i was like 
yeah, I feel like there was something, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, also, like, are we allowed to eat? Like, or do we have to take it to go? She's like, yeah, I can put in something for you right now. What do you want? And I was like, uh, I'm sorry. I just thought, like, there was, I just watched this Zoom meeting and then they said all this stuff. And she was like, oh, yeah, you must have not, like, really been paying attention, blah, 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 like, because I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, no, I guess my problem was I paid too much attention. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else was just like, oh, yeah, this is whatever. We're just, yeah, yeah. We just figured we'd waste an hour of your fucking day and just tell you a bunch of shit that is never going to be applied. They did take my temperature at the door, though. Dude, you know what my temperature was? 97.1, bro. Ooh. Cold as ice. Cold I was as like, ice. am I legally dead? What the fuck? <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, is that healthy the other way? Like, I know if I'm too high of a fever, that's like dangerous, but. I almost feel like I'm too low of a temperature to play this gig right now. You're just too chilling, dude. I'm chilling. You're just like chilling. Easily the most chill performer you've ever had. Dude, this guy was so <laughs> chill, he was legally dead. I wanna know what uh I wanna know what Joe's temperature was, dude. He seemed pretty Ooh. chill that night too. But that also made me a question. I was like Did they not do the temperature checks in front of each other? Or like they just attention. they just scan at the door. They, they were so they were super chill about it, dude. That, te- that the manager's temperature must have been like ninety four point eight, dude. He was so chill. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was ice cold, and like I was, you know, he walked up. I was like, so you guys had to take my temperature, and he was like, yeah, but the only problem is we only have a rectal thermometer, and like he was wearing a mask when he said it, and so was I. So I yeah. couldn't read from his body language that he was joking, and I was like. It took me like five seconds to be like, <laughs> <laughs> and like I couldn't see his because normally if somebody makes a joke like that, they'll like be yeah, small, like smirk or yeah, they'll, they'll do something, something to let you know. Like maybe maybe he's not the type of person that can like raise his eyebrows, you know? Yeah, like, it's like he couldn't. Dude, can you wiggle your ears or something, dude? Can you fucking make me know? I mean, like all our I soldiers. think people forget about the mask. People forget that it's there and like it covers up the most important thing in conversation. Absolutely, he's just. All we have is a rectal thermometer. I was like, oh my God, that looks serious. <laughs> I didn't come prepared for this. He's dude. even wearing a mask. <laughs> He's, He's wearing a mask and gloves. Wearing a mask. This honestly could happen. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many, so many interactions like that where, or like just like talking to people where they're wearing a mask and I just, I can't tell if you hate me or not. Like I've just assumed that everyone's hated me recently because I can't tell by their body language anymore. You yeah. know, and sarcasm doesn't translate anymore. It's like texting. We, the mask basically makes us all text each other in person with our words. Yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. see what anybody means. I feel like I've been yelled at six more times this past week than I actually have, because it was probably just them just being normal people, and I just completely missed missed it. You You're know, just mask on. Yeah, you had but, the mask uh, on. Yeah, it was it was super chill, and uh, um, and then I had another gig the next day at Looney's nice. in Perry Hall which was the opposite. I also played that with Joe and it wasn't opposite. Like that was equally as normal kind of, you know, they still, all, you know, everywhere it still has the servers wearing masks and stuff. But like if, as far as patrons go, it's like whatever, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was another situation. I was, I was in the, I went to the bathroom after the gig and I was, uh, in one stall and I didn't wear my mask to the bathroom and I had finished the gig and so I was like messing around with the toilet paper and thing and it was like lodged or something so I couldn't use it but I had my wallet on top of the toilet paper thing and so I went into the next stall and like use that toilet paper I hate being a guy because when you're a chick and you say you're using the toilet paper you can always get away with being like I was just peeing (laughs) 
But yeah. like from this story, you know, I was taking a crap at Looney's. Like that's yeah, yeah. what was happening. You know, unfortunately, that's what was happening. And uh, I left this. I left my wallet in the other stall, and this bouncer comes in, and he's like taking a piss in the other stall. And so I come out of the stall and I go to the sink and I'm washing my hands. He comes out at the same time and he, he's like, I'm like washing my hands and he's just standing behind me, like looking at me. And I'm the whole time thinking like, oh man, I'm about to get in trouble, <laughs> trouble. And I'm like washing it and I go over to the, the air dryer thing and I'm like drying my hands. Just I'm about to walk out. He's like, excuse me. And I was like, oh no, here it comes. He's like, you mind me asking me what your name is? And my immediate thought was like, oh no, he's going to write my name down and report me to to the to, to the police to the police and uh i was like oh it's jimmy and he was like he has and i realized he had my wallet in his hand and he was like oh i'm sorry for bothering you man sorry and i was like wait no 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 no! it's demetrius i meant demetrius and he was like is it though and i was like yeah dude how would i just know that that wallet was demetrius how would yeah, i just magically know that exactly so he, so he gave me the wallet and i got away uh scot-free Dude, that reminds me of one time when I was working at the movie theater and like, you know, I I would have so many bathroom breaks throughout the day, but like I'd usually go to the family restrooms to have like a nice little peaceful moment. Mm-hmm. And one time I left my phone on top of the toilet, like <sighs> dispenser or whatever. And like, um, cause I got like called on the radio or something like, Mr. Glazer, we need you. Da, da, da. I was like, all right. So I like, you know, finish up in the bathroom and I run out real quick and like finish whatever I had to do. It hadn't, it couldn't have been like two minutes later. I was like, Oh fuck, where's my phone? Oh, so I no. run back to the bathroom and someone's in it and I'm just outside of it, banging, banging, banging. And I'm standing around <laughs> waiting. And then all of a sudden like this old grandma, uh, just like came out <laughs> And I was like, were you looking for this, honey? Oh, <laughs> and she gave me my no. phone. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did like the classic high school thing where she texted all the girls on your phone. And you had to text them back and be like, no, my phone was yeah, hacked. Dude. She sent me, or she set a new wallpaper on my <laughs> phone of just her taking a dump. <laughs> and you left it? You were like, all right, cool. Yeah, that was my background for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, that shit. I was I was dreading it for the longest time. Like I really wasn't. People kept on saying to me like, "Oh, dude, I can't. I bet you can't wait to get back to playing music and gigs and stuff." And I was like, "I can wait. I can wait." Like I'm not super urgent about it. Like I'm working at Seasons. I'm grabbing that unemployment money right now. I don't need to go play acoustic covers on a bar immediately. Yeah. And but I was also dreading it because I was worried. I was like, "Dude, I might suck now." Like, I haven't really, like, it's one thing to, like, diddle around on your guitar and just mess around and stuff. And, like, but I haven't been practicing. We never practiced any of our set. Like, when we meet, John, Joe, and I meet up, we don't practice stuff. We just have, like, our songs that we know we're going to do, and we do them all the time. And then other than that, we just meet up and work on our original stuff. So, for the past three and a half months, I haven't even thought about matchbox 20 and fucking slide by the goo goo dolls and all that shit yeah, but then, dude, you're usually like getting two or three nights in a week of like easily. multiple hours gigs just doing them back to easily back. dude and it so wasn't then when you do the band gigs it's like well i kind of already have been practicing yeah it's like dude i just played for four straight hours four pa- four days this past week like i'm good i'm good but it didn't hit me so i was worried that it was like gonna be i was gonna be super rusty 
but I wasn't. It was like riding a bike, dude. Like Joe and I just picked right back up where we left off. Like obviously I forgot some words and shit, muffed a couple solos and stuff. But that I do that all the time anyway. Like I always forget words and I always fuck up guitar solo. I've never it'd be weirder if I didn't fuck up a guitar solo. I'd be like, damn, did I fucking level up? Did I evolve <laughs> Pokemon style over quarantine? <laughs> the Corona Stone and I just Eating became a bunch a of rare candies, dude. <laughs> exactly. But like the biggest the biggest hit, the only thing that was different was uh my calluses my fingers Ooh, yeah, i girly fingers from slinging pies i'm so used to that like it's like such a typical generic douchebag guitar guy thing but like if i'm talking to a girl or something like that and they're like oh you play guitar blah blah, blah. at some point in the conversation they're gonna they're like i bet your fingers are like so like crazy yeah, whatever feel your fingers <laughs> exactly and that's when i'm like yeah and and like I was talking to this one girl, and I it, like we she it, that came up, and she was like, "Yeah, all the guitar guys I I know like their hands are so crazy." And I was like, "Yeah, all the guitar guys I fucked, I mean I <laughs> that I know." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, check this out." And she starts feeling my fingers, and they were normal. And I was like, I was like, it was the first time I was like, no, 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 I promise you, normally my hands are fucking disgusting. Trust me. No, give me a guitar. Give me a guitar right <laughs> no, no, no. now. Trust me, these, my hands are normally repulsive. You gotta believe me. <laughs> she was like, no, your hands feel totally normal. I was like, this is the worst thing ever. Do you was Guitar Hero? Or? <laughs> it sucked, dude. I was like, this fucking blows. And, uh, and then halfway through my first gig, my hand, my fingers were like burning. Like they Ooh. were just, they hurt so fucking much. I couldn't even like play certain things. And wow. I was like this, I'm going to have to like, like they still have like their, you, you snag know. a pick or what was going on? Well, it's, it's the fretting hand. It's the okay, hand okay, that you okay. fucking do all the stuff with this you put hand. some band-aids on your fingers. I thought about it, but then I was like, you know what? You got to get these back somehow. Yeah. Because then next week I have like three more gigs. I'm hoping that like after two full gigs that they're just going to come back next gig. I'll be back to normal. I swear, normally they are so gross. And then I, I was kind of, I think that's why I was kind of liking quarantine. I was like, damn, dude, I look like I got a fucking Manny Petty right now. Dude. <laughs> damn, dude. Yeah, you got a fucking butt rash on your fingers now. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to make it through the rest of summer camp. Yeah, dude. I, uh, also, another first this week, I went to the gym for the first time today. Ooh. And that was... How is that? Because I keep seeing pictures or videos of people going to the gym, and I'm like, no one's wearing a mask. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's... it's No enough... one's even wearing one of those dumb, like, exercise Bane masks. Like, they could yeah. even just be faking it, but no. Dude, I will say, I remember bringing this up to... Maybe it was you or Dom or, or both of you at some point. Right before the lockdown, I remember like a week or two before, I started noticing people wearing what I thought at the time were those exercise masks. Mm. Um, and and but then I was like, no, I feel like this might be corona related, blah blah, blah you know. And then the lockdown happened, and now I'm starting to realize you got. I think Dom was like, nah, dude, you're just being ridiculous. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that might be them. These like first batch of people getting worried about the virus because I've yeah. never seen. I've been I had been going there for five months, like four days a week, and I had never seen those masks in my life. Now, granted, they weren't like the surgical masks, but they were definitely like 
I feel like because at that point people hadn't bought the surgical mask yet because they weren't taking it that seriously. Yeah. They weren't like, oh, let me go out and get a fucking M95. But they were probably definitely thinking like, oh, let me just throw on this exercise mask and suffocate myself <laughs> to be healthy. Exactly. But the, Well, it, and then that's what also it's making me think that like no one's taking it seriously at gyms is because they're already like, oh, I'm fucking healthy. I go to the gym every day. That's what I so thought. I'm not going to get coronavirus. <laughs> I thought I was I feel like in, people are probably even cleaning equipment less right now. Well, it it's a weird thing cuz like basically the rules at LA Fitness and in, in LA Fitness I'm imagining everywhere, but I go to the one in Towson and uh I walked in there originally cuz like I know you don't have to wear a mask when you're exercising. So, I parked my car and just like habitually just walked up. I never take any of my stuff into there cuz I don't have a lock for a locker. So, mm. I just leave all my stuff in my car, my phone keys, wallet, everything. And so I leave my mask in there too. And I walk up and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't let you in here without a mask. I was like, oh shit. So do we have to wear a mask when we're exercising? He's like, no, just when like, you're like walking around. I was like, oh, so like if I like finish on like one thing and then I walk to the next thing, he's like, oh no, no. And I was like, then when do I, just when I'm here, like right now I have to have a mask. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And the steam room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the steam room. That was another thing. The steam room was shut down. I was bummed about that. But that would be like. Honestly, the- like, why not? I feel like because yeah. I saw online that people are like putting their uh, masks in like steamer baskets to like mm-hmm. desanitize or like sanitize them or whatever. Yeah. I mean, just do the same thing with the steam room. Make everyone go in there with the mask. Yeah. Fucking get clean. I feel like there's no way coronavirus is surviving in 180 degree steam room. You no know, way. again, I don't fucking a know. A sauna, maybe. A sauna, but a steam room, bro? You're talking about high octane water vapor, hot as fuck. I don't want to be in there for more than 15 minutes. There's no way a virus is, is hanging in there anytime longer. I don't know. Again, I'm just assuming. But uh, yeah, so I was thinking some people were wearing masks while they were exercising. And I was just like, that is, there's no way that's fucking healthy. They also wouldn't let you use the water fountains, which I was like, okay, that makes sense. But also, yeah. I was like in there. I don't ever bring my own water to the gym. So yeah, I was why like, would you? I'm fucking dying right now. Like, I am so <laughs> dehydrated that I might pass out. Did like, they not I f- like get a water cooler or something? Or? No. Damn. Not that I saw. Not that I saw. They that's just had wild. like masking tape on the water fountains. And then I guess people had like ripped them off. So there was like some with like the water fountains where like somebody just peeled it back, but then they shut off the water too. Damn. I was like, dude, I could, I could I'll die. I'll just right go now. to the bathroom sink. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll fucking, make this even more gross. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it was, uh, again, it was just one of those times where I was like, all right, what are we really doing here? I, I will say this. Uh, I never used to wipe down my equipment after going, to, after using it at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't really sweat that much, you know? Yeah. Like, if I'm sweating, I'll wipe it down. But if I'm just, like, chilling and I'm sitting on a thing doing this shit, I'm not going to lie. I never did that. But today, I did. You so wipe it like, down before, too, or no? No, I didn't wipe it down before because I I, I just, I, I really don't care. But I care about other people. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'll do this for you. I will wipe it down after this because I obviously just contracted coronavirus after not wiping it down beforehand. So yeah. let me just spare you. I don't want to spread you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, it was, uh, I had a nightmare last night that I was trying to work out and I just like couldn't and I was like so out of shape and I couldn't jog and stuff. And so all day I was like nervous to like work out. I was like, dude, I'm going to fucking suck. But I just took like an easy day 
And the first thing that came to my mind when I was doing it, like halfway through the workout, I was like, this was such like a part of my life for like, you know, for the longest time. And it like really did make me feel good and healthier. And like, I felt better and it like helped with my anxiety and my mood all day. And like, I could, it helped with my sleep schedule. Like I'd go to bed earlier, wake up. It gets you into like a routine. Yeah. And it makes you like track yourself. You get tired so you can go to sleep easier, but also like you're more energized in the mornings. Yes. And you feel more in tune with your body. Like I notice, like if I don't work out for like an extended period of time, for instance, for the past three and a half months, like I tried right after everything got shut down to try and maintain that routine. I would like go on jogs and do pull-ups in the park or whatever. But that, you know, I couldn't keep that up for, I kept that up for like a week. And I realized that I kind of needed that place to go to, to just force myself to like go to this gym, be there. There's nothing else I could do. I can't get sidetracked watching TV, doing pushups yeah. in my apartment. It's like the, it's like the studio for you. It's exactly. Like I go to, you go to the studio and you make me like, you could totally just make music at your apartment. But when you do go to the studio, it's like, all right, I'm fucking here now. Let's yes. fucking just get this done. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't have another, you don't have any other choice, you know. Yeah. Especially when I didn't have internet at the studio. If I went to the studio, it was like, dude, I am here. <laughs> I cannot do anything. But uh, it was, it, it just stuck in my mind as like how I guess people would always say like it was super unhealthy mentally and physically to lock us down the way they did. You know, whether or not it was necessary, I'm not debating i'm just saying like the fact that we did it at all was certainly a blow to a lot of people in their lifestyle and their routine and it wasn't until i got back into it that i realized just how crazy life has been for the past three months like i was scared to play my first gig because i was scared like just like wondering if i could still do it and i was scared to go to the gym but then once i did both like i remember halfway through playing my gig i was like i fucking love this shit and it was a nice break away from it to like actually step back and after working at seasons for all this time to then be making more money for less time playing music. I was like, Oh, this is dope though. I I, I forgot. Like I lost touch of how awesome it was to be able to do that. And, uh, I was just having such a great time doing it, playing music. And then, like I said, same thing with the gym. And it just made me realize like how different my life has become just in the past three months. And apparently how reliant I am on the outside world to keep me structured. Cause you know, there's a lot of people that still work out. There's this one girl that goes to my gym who I feel like I'm in love with. I've never talked to her before, but I always see her like jogging around Towson and I'm just like, you're amazing. You're amazing. I can't believe you still do that. And then I saw her at the gym today and I was like, damn, this is crazy. I haven't fucking lost my breath since March. (laughs) <laughs> I'm still not talking to her. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not talking. <laughs> I don't even feel like I'm allowed to talk to you. Like you wouldn't take me seriously. I feel like those fit chicks—they—they're not into unfit guys, you know. Yeah, I mean they're either like into someone that looks like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Or like I don't even know if this is real or not. I just remember seeing it on Scrubs that like really fit doctor chick who was like. Yes. Into fat dudes. What was her name? I forget. Great show, though. But I, I think that could be one thing. I feel like this, it's like half and half, because there's like some fit chicks who 
just do it for themselves. But then a lot, I feel like a lot of them, like usually when I see girls in the gym, I'll think they're single until one day they come in with like this dude who's like 250 of pure muscle. And that's an even more disheartening thing because it's like normally. Like, oh, I never even had a shot. I never had a shot. <laughs> like it's it's good and, too, it's good and bad because I look at that and I'll be like, okay, I'm clearly not her type. But then the other thing is like normally as a regular dude, when I see a girl that I, I'm interested in and I see her boyfriend, my favorite thing to do in my mind is like, fuck that guy. I'm so much fucking better than this dude. I'm bigger than this guy, taller than this guy, cooler than this guy. And then these guys rolling up and I'm just like, oh man, Jesus Christ. I got nothing on this fucking guy. Well, little ego if, check. If he starts fucking cracking jokes and making the gym laugh, I'm out of here. <laughs> if he fucking walks in here and starts playing fucking Elton John on piano and fucking making people laugh and bench pressing twice as much as me, I'm finished. <laughs> I'm finished, dude. What is even the point, dude? What do I have on this guy? Nothing. It's amazing that there are really people out there that just are better than you in every way possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Way possible. It's like, dude, you're just all around. <laughs> like, if this was a game of Madden, you'd be like higher 99, than ninety-nine, dude. <laughs> no, all ninety-nines. All ni- there. You'd think there'd be like one attribute, like agility, that might might have you. <laughs> Fucking yeah. agility. I don't know. Something. Stu- some stupid stat, like small talk. Nope. <laughs> this guy's chatting it up with everybody in the fucking gym. I haven't talked to anybody in the gym ever. I have a bunch of like rogue friends at the gym that meaning that like other than gay Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> other than gay Kenny. <laughs> other than gay Kenny. <laughs> other than the men that you lead on at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was going to say, dude, how am I supposed to do that now that the sauna is closed, dude? I can't do that anymore. You took that away from me. But uh, I just see, I saw a bunch of people like familiar faces, like dudes that I see in there all the time. And it's just funny because everybody just looks like a slightly more out of shape version of themselves. Everybody like gained 10 pounds. And I'm just like, ha ha, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ha ha, I've been eating a lot of bread too. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Can't beat the fresh pizza. (laughs) Carbs, am I right? Yeah. Speaking of carbs, you, uh... Speaking about carbs D'Elia, right? Ooh, I had that in my notes, too, dude. I had that in my notes, too. Crazy stuff going on. Yeah, and, uh, he, dude, he hasn't tweeted anything since that happened, which, in my opinion, almost makes it look sketchier. Yeah, it's kind of worse. Yeah, but also, I feel like that's one of those things... I wouldn't know how to play that if I was him, either. Whether it, like, even if I, even if I didn't do the stuff that I was accused of, I still wouldn't know what to say because even if he went out and was like, this is bullshit, he'd still get like a storm of people being like, fuck you. No, it's not. You're fucking victim blaming or this, that, the other thing. So it's like, I feel like his only actual play is to not say anything, but also it looks sketchy still. Yeah. I mean, if, if it was me, I'd pull a Justin Bieber. Do you see what he did? No, what he happened? got accused. He got accused of rape, and then came out with like six paragraphs detailing how he couldn't have done it, mm. with like fan photos, like people like TMZ type photos of uh. like, see, I was here, I was here at this time, 
here's my receipt for the Airbnb that me and Selena and friends stayed in. I did not stay at the Four Seasons where this allegation has said taken place. Mm. Uh, I wasn't even in this part of Texas. You can tell by this photo of the pickup basketball <laughs> game that me and my friends played. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like, it's crazy because like Justin Bieber over the years have, has gotten so much of this type of thing there's mm-hmm. been like fake like oh justin bieber is the father of my baby or mm-hmm. like he cheated on his girlfriend with me or da 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 or there's been so many things that he hasn't addressed throughout the years but yeah like, just because of like everything that's going on now dude he came out swinging <laughs> yes yeah. he went ham but Chris D'Elia, he still has, like, a tweet pinned from, like, two years ago where he's like, fuck you, you don't have to follow me, <laughs> like, you little fucking bitch, like, fucking pussy, cry more bitch, and it's like, oh, I would have taken that off my pinned yeah, tweets app pin or something, something like nicer, this. like, dude, can we talk about how much I love- like, a, a link to a charity or something, or- <laughs> donate to 35 year old women charity or something i don't know anything to fucking take <laughs> take the trail off me i don't know but justin bieber he hit him with the fucking brett kavanaugh technique he had like fucking journals and fucking pictures and shit like that which like i guess it's one of those things where like what else can you do if you're in that situation there's literally only two things you can do you can either do what justin bieber did which is go on a tirade and be like fuck this, this is bullshit, here's the receipts, I got well, he, I log- he, he He did it very maturely. He was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to take anything away from like people coming out for these sort of things, but I just want to tell my side of the story, here's all this proof that I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, Please yeah. don't make this a thing where you view allegations in the future as less than or whatever, but yes. like, here's the facts. Yeah. Which- I think that was a very good way to deal with something like that. I think the conundrum that Chris D'Elia might be dealing with right now, and uh, I just want to Is that pre- he did it. <laughs> okay. I don't want to preface, I want to preface this by saying- and I just, I also want to say this too, like I'm, I'm a, I feel like I'm probably 100% sure that he has done this. Yes. I don't know if he like, I don't know if it was a thing where he was just like casting such a wide net that he had like a bot sending out DMs being like, hey, want to snug? Hey, da 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 da. Like he could be that kind of psycho. Like he could have just like been throwing lines out every which way possible and just like trying to bang yeah. as much as, wanted, as he wanted. But also there are some of those like uh chat logs or screenshots or whatever where the girls yeah. are like yeah no i'm 16 or no i'm 17 <laughs> and that's like yeah. super damning well the one okay so the one that's um and this is why i i was trying to, i was gonna say that i i like chris Celia, uh as a comedian like I we his, talked about it a couple weeks ago like i liked yeah. his last special and like that's what sucks about this because like yeah. one of my favorite jokes was um one of my favorite jokes was him doing like baby voice and all this other stuff and yeah like, yeah he does do that babies and it's like oh this is great but also like i don't know <laughs> how yeah. did you come up with this <laughs> he does do that um that one voice that he does when he imitates literally anyone like <laughs> like that you know what i'm talking about like yeah. i don't know how to do it i suck at impressions even more than I Crystal. I don't know Leah. what to do in that. Yeah, though. yeah, Some, that like whatever perfect. that kind of like. Yeah, that thing, and uh, that kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. But altogether, I enjoy his stand up. I actually quite enjoy his. Uh, he has that podcast called Congratulations, which I'll watch every now and then. He's got some funny clips on YouTube with that. Um, but altogether, not a huge, crazy big fan of Crystal Lee. I just kind of like him, you know. Um, 
But I think what he's dealing with right now is that he probably was messaging this girl. The question is, did he know that she was underage? Because in the particular... The the message that blew up first was this chick named Simone Rossi. I was just like crowd, cruising the Twitter right before the podcast instead of setting up. I was actually looking through the Twitter page and seeing it. And the original tweet that blew up that called him out on everything, she showed the chat log. And like, yeah, in the caption, she says, like, imagine being 16 and being groomed by a comedian or whatever and then the only reason you weren't molested was because you got just got a boyfriend your own age or something like that um but in the chat itself at no point was her age ever mentioned and that kind of looked to me as like like you were saying like maybe he's got a bot dming people or whatever but like and i know you're joking but i think probably the more realistic situation is you have a guy who's like one of the most famous comedians out there He's playing huge sold out shows wherever he goes. I mean, he's he's kind of got that like Dane Cook energy. Like he's like the the comedian that's like hot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. literally, I will say this, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way. But girls that I'll hang out with that are like my age, like 25, 26, 27 year old girls, think Chris D'Elia is hot. And uh that kind of gave me hope because I was like, oh, cool. So when I'm fucking 39, fucking, you know girls are like 20 they'll still think i'm hot which is cool it's like oh cool not that i'd be pursuing them but it's like okay cool so you can still have swag when you're 40 it was a it, it was a good feeling to feel like you could still have swag and not be like an unfuckable grandpa when you're fucking 39 you know because i'm yeah. i'm getting close to 39 the only 12 actually 11 more years now we only got like one month until i'm 28 but uh now i'm like oh shit that's not a good thing to say on the podcast like i just did regardless i think what probably what's happening is you're playing all these shows yeah i mean but also your thing was you're talking about being a 38 year old or 40 year old who's dating or hooking up with like late 20s girls yeah, yeah it was just a good feeling I to be like, like yeah, i wasn't talking about 18 that's not and shit. yeah i don't know i just felt but like also the, but yeah. also the big thing with like this crystalia thing is like now that um like obviously it's totally not right that he was going after underage girls Mm -hmm. but a lot of the other accusations that were coming out were like i was 18 i was 19 i was 20 and he was like trying to get me to drink with him and i don't drink or he doesn't drink so he was getting me drunk and Mm -hmm. and that stuff's gross too Mm -hmm. because like we all knew that person in high school that was like a quote-unquote sniper and they would go to a party they wouldn't get drunk and then they'd go pick up a drunk girl yeah that's fucking gross yeah that's gross yeah so like, but also, I'm sure there's tons of comedians who are in their 40s, 50s, or whatever who are banging 18 year olds and 20 year olds who are like sitting on the edge of their seats. Like, I mean, what I'm doing is legal, but mm-hmm. yeah. And there's also, you know, like, um, and not even just comedy, like business. Like you all know business. the trope of like a dying old man who gets yeah. an eighteen-year-old wife who, are like, yeah. all right, it's funny because you know he's not going to last too long, and then she's going to get his money. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Um, but like, yeah, musicians and shit like that, like rock stars, just Justin Bieber. You know, he can go out on there and and go out on stage. He's and a free sing. man. Okay, he's yeah, a free man. He's a free man. 
but he's like a free man. the reality is if anything he was getting he was getting groomed dude by older women i assume oh for sure dude his for peak sure. fame was like 15 16 dude he was sexualized you know as like an 11 year old some moms were going after him too oh yeah for sure for sure but like with Crystalia, it's like, dude, he's a good-looking guy. He's famous. He's rich. He's playing these shows where girls are probably coming up and talking to him after the show. Hey, but like somehow, I don't know how you know they got like, I don't know if that was over. Like it looked like it was like Messenger or something. But somehow they had like met at a show, like she said, or something like that. So like. They exchanged information somehow, so this is a, a girl I mean, that he met. it seems like it was all through DMs and shit. True. It was yeah. all like him trying to get them to come to shows or come to California or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it was ever like him going to fucking volleyball practice and picking up a teen. I oh, think for it was sure. all... For sure. For sure. So it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, I, I just want to, you know, before I go out and say, again, I don't really have a lot of anything in leg in this race because no we have no skin in this game we have no skin in this game (laughs) and and also and also it's kind of just like a a thing where i don't know where you're going with this but (laughs) i hope that we can both agree that like he shouldn't be doing that oh for sure dude i'm not i'm not debating that at all all i'm saying is is a big difference between messaging a girl and then find and then after you message her find out that she's 18 or not 18 than if you're purposefully preying on girls that you know are underage because you're going after girls that are underage. And it looked to me like this specific situation, the one that blew up, was this, unless there was some type of backstory to it where they had talked about it before, but the messages that she put out, nowhere in there was it ever said by either party that she was underage. And then so, and nothing ever happened. They never met up or anything. So like then five years later, it, she puts it out there and it's like, okay, if we can find, and then like the other people came out and said their shit too. And, uh, you know, if it, I, I, all I'm saying is it's probably the worst accusation you could ever put on somebody. The accusation of being a pedophile, you know, that's like the worst thing you could say about somebody more. So like if you, if you, I would rather have somebody believe that I killed six people than that I'm a pedophile. I mean, there's nothing oh, worse. Sure. There's nothing worse. So all I'm saying is, before we get on this train to be like, Chris D'Elia's done, fuck him, I think it is important to actually look at these situations and and really dig into them and see what the what the real story is, you know? I don't think it should be enough to just have somebody put something on Twitter and then immediately he's fucking done, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to keep an open mind i guess but also there's been so much stuff that's come out (laughs) that it's like i don't know it's kind of crazy dude yeah it definitely uh it definitely is crazy i I, like i said i don't put it past him for a second there's a hilarious video that where it's like him on another podcast and like Mm -hmm. you just kind of it's like they're talking about a story about like this teacher who is sending this 13 or 15 year old like tit pics on snapchat and they're like, yeah, she was saving, or he was saving her Snapchat pictures. And he was like, you can save pictures on Snapchat? <laughs> and then, like, they're not talking to him at all, but the camera's still on him. And he's just like, hmm, okay, oh, shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so Matt, Interesting. Uh, Matt and Sig were actually talking about that on the podcast, on their podcast <laughs> earlier. They brought that up, where the, like, they had, like, the, um, I think in one of the clips, they put, like, the Curb Your Enthusiasm music right after it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's that's crazy, but um, 
Yeah, it, it's just it's something that I, I, I would like to see it looked into more. And I'd also like to hear what he has to say about it. I mean, it, it seems like one of those things where you got to address it, dude. You can't just, I think he thinks that he's just going to wait until it dies down, which isn't a ridiculous thing to think would happen because of everything else and how everything else works in the world where every fucking other day there's a new top line thing that everybody's mad about. And so he might be thinking like, I'll just wait for Twitter to get tired of this subject and then I'll just go back to my normal everyday life. But it kind of seems to me, it's like, dude, if this is something that you're not guilty of, then you kind of got to go, you really should do what Justin Bieber did and maturely address it and be like, no, this is what really happened. This is the situation. I'm not the person I'm being painted to be. So I, I really, I think right now, I'm just really interested to see how he addresses it. You know? Yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's weird because it's it's almost even like a bigger hurdle to get over than like what Louis was like when he had all of his stuff Mm -hmm. coming out against him and like you know people still fucking bought his special still watched all that shit so like it'll be interesting to see what happens with this because like I don't know from the accusations it seems like if it was gonna be you know if he was gonna be held accountable and like get sued or whatever like face any sort of consequences i feel like it's still in the realm of possibilities because it mm-hmm. seems like it's been happening as you know recently like yeah up to up to three or four years ago yeah depending on like whatever screenshots you see so like who knows what's gonna happen who knows if this is all gonna blow over who knows if he's gonna try to like put his own special out or like do some weird tour we'll see yeah. if he goes the route of like now I'm fucking, now I hate, like, liberal comics, and yeah, I'm gonna yeah. fucking rag against you guys, and PC culture, and yeah. he, like, tries to go some other, like, lane to get another audience or whatever, but, mm-hmm. like, it's all, Which, up to, it's all up to him. Yeah. He's awfully quiet right now. He's awfully quiet. Almost as if he did all the stuff he's being accused of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that is the one thing that, like, um... You know, because I had that thing happen with, uh, I mean, not, it was nothing exceptional, but like that guy last year who emailed every single bar I play at and was talking about like the stuff I say on Facebook and stuff like that. And I'm a fucking nobody. Like I literally just play around Baltimore and m- say dumb shit on Facebook. Not even really dumb shit. I just say stuff that I think is either funny or true, you know, but either way that was enough to have somebody that was willing to go through the effort to try and literally make me lose my job, you know? Yeah, dude. And so that's another thing. That's could have just waited six months. Yeah. <laughs> could have just waited six months. And then I'd be back to playing at Coladas in Canton, who literally did fire me. Like, I, I don't play there anymore. And like I said, wow. I'm a fucking nobody. And it was for something like that. So it's like, whenever I hear stuff about this type of thing, and I, I did have this conversation with uh, a couple female friends of mine where uh, we, we, it was like the first day it came out, like they came, we were, it was me, Dom, and two of them, and we were hanging out and just talking. They're like good, close friends of mine. And we had this conversation, and they were like, we were kind of like going back and forth, and I was kind of taken up for like, I was trying to be objective about it, you know, because they were kind of taking the angle of like, no, he's a terrible piece of shit person, this, that, the other thing. I was like, all right. I'm willing to entertain that, but also can we talk about the other possibilities and realities of what this situation could be? And she said, um, 
you know, we had a nice long, like hour long conversation about it. And towards the end, um, she was like, you know, I actually, I agree with a lot of things you're saying and the stuff that my brother was saying about like how it is a scary thing that we live in this world right now where anybody could literally say anything about anyone and it could completely destroy your career. And, and the other reality of this situation is even if this turns out to be not true, it's never going to leave, it's never going to not taint his legacy, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call that. Like, so it's, it's inescapable. It's like, even if you did go through the process of proving, disproving this, there's still going to be people that are going to be like, well, no, because we all know how fucked up the justice system is. And we all know how this, that, the other thing. And so like, if, just because he's not found guilty or just because he's not this, that, the other thing, like we still believe this, that, the other thing. So it's like, it does permanently destroy you in a way. And that's a scary thing that uh, I think about a lot. Um, and so they were just like, you know, the only thing I would say is, uh, it seems like your initial, like your gut reaction when anything happens like this is to always empathize with the guy. And I was like, um, you're right. I, I, that is a, probably a flaw of mine. Uh, probably because, you know, as a performer and as someone who has aspirations to do something at that level, it is a reality. It's a, it's a fear of mine that something that when I see this happening to other people, that it could happen to anyone, you know? And, uh, I was just kind of said like, you know, I, I, I think you're right about that. And that's probably a a flaw of mine, uh, that I always approach it from the, the guy angle. You know what I mean? But also I've only ever been a guy. And so my gut reaction naturally is whenever something like this happens is to immediately like the same way when this happens and a girl is immediately going to put herself in the shoes of the girl because she can relate to that more as a guy, it's more close to home for me to put myself in the shoes of the guy. And it doesn't mean I'm incapable of seeing it the other way. And it doesn't mean that I'm dispelling of what's going on the other side. But I think that has a lot to do with why I always kind of consider all these other things going on, you know, yeah, I feel that. It's like, you know, I'm just being I'm just being real about it. It's like if if this is the case and this guy is a a, a serial predator and he's going after young girls like that, like yeah, he should whatever consequences are coming to him, he should get that. But also, I'm also not going to sit here and be like, well, fuck Crystalia immediately regardless of anything before we know anything, you know? Which I feel like is where all of Twitter is, which is why I think Twitter is toxic because I don't feel like most people actually think the way people on Twitter think. Yeah. I feel like it's such a weird like view of society when you're on Twitter. It's like, it's just all the people that are like super outspoken. You don't really hear much from like, I feel like with a normal person when they see something like this, they're like, Oh shit, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Cause like it's hit bigger news cycles than Twitter. Like I've mm-hmm. seen it pop up like on national news it's like trying to get like Whitney Cummings to say her piece on it or whatever. And yeah, I think I saw something about, what did she say about that? I, I don't even know. I just saw the headlines when I was, I was like Googling to see if any other podcast clips came out and that like popped up. <laughs> There's been so many clips of just like Theo Vaughn or like Andrew Santino just making like an a off the cuff, like, Oh yeah. You know, they're not drinking Kool-Aid cause it's a cold. It's part of their regular diet. <laughs> like All this <laughs> other stuff. And like, yeah, which that, you know who knows they could have just made been that could have been an inside joke that they oh he's a pedophile ha 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 mm. but now it's like oh no 
<laughs> True. Well, it's just it's it's unfortunate that, and this is kind of this is kind of like uh, I guess something that's always bothered me is that we've kind of blurred the lines of things so much uh, by making everything the biggest deal ever that whenever something happens, my immediate response to it, my immediate reaction to it is to is to question it is to question it because there's been so much shit that's come out that has turned out to be not the way it was told to us, you know? And so when it when something like this happens in that climate, and that's why I think it's such a terrible thing that people feel the need to elevate every single thing. And I'm not talking about the sexual assault things specifically. I'm talking about anything, any controversy, any scandal, you know, with Kevin Hart or anything like that. Like all these things become like the biggest deal in the world for two days. And then after the fact, you look at it and you're like, oh shit, like it wasn't, what they were saying it was. And it's, it does have that boy who cried wolf type of scenario where now you've actually undermined the things that are actually going on in this world that are actually really bad because they're competing for space in people's minds with all this extra bullshit that actually doesn't matter. And now people are getting so numb to it that you could literally say something like this and have it competing in aerospace with something that isn't true, you know? And so now people are naturally like, okay, what, what am I looking at here? What is, what is something I should care about? What is something I shouldn't care about? You know? Yeah. Like with, uh, like with, uh, you saw like with Joe Rogan this week, did you see anything about that? Mm -mm. There's like, I think I just saw it today. He's like getting a bunch of flack because somebody found a clip of him from like a couple years ago on a Joey, on a podcast with Joey Diaz where like Joey was rap, rap, like riffing about like, oh yeah, dog, like when I was running the clubs and fucking wherever, like, you know, like you got to suck my dick if you want time on the stage, like blah, 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 <laughs> like oh, laughing. Yeah. Well, I saw that, but that was about Joey Diaz. Yeah, yeah, but no, but they were getting on Joe Rogan because he was like laughing along with it. They were like, uh, they were getting on Joe Rogan because he was like, look at Joe Rogan just like going along with it, like normalizing it, acting like it's okay and like condoning it and whatever. And so it's like, you see something like that and you're like, okay, but at that point, it's just like, now it just seems like you're, you're reaching for shit. Like you're trying to make things a bigger deal than they are and you're undermining the things that are a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I like, don't know. I feel like they're on Joe Rogan's case, dude. Every fucking day they got something to say about that guy. Yeah, I mean, it, everyone's still in shock of him getting that, like, hundred-plus million-dollar Spotify deal. So, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. This is, I feel like this is the only time where there's been a threat that he could have something canceled. Yeah. So, I think kind of the, the blood's in the water there. That people yeah. are like, we have until September to try to fuck him over. Yeah. Even though yeah. he's already making a ton of money already, as it is. <laughs> like, yeah. And also, probably big tech hates him because one of his I reasons. I mean, I don't know about that, but well, I, I just think, um, I just think that this is like the the window of opportunity that because people have been trying to cancel Joe Rogan for years. Like they've been trying to cancel him forever just because mm -hmm. of his like perceived power he has because like millions of people listen to him. Um, but now, up until now, he has never had anyone to answer to mm -hmm. in terms of, like, where his money comes from. And, like, I, I don't even know the specifics of the Spotify contract. I don't even know if it's a thing that, like, 
it seems like they're going into it on almost equal footing. Like they're just leasing his show. He's yeah. it, he's not really going to be an employee. I mean, in terms of getting him canceled, I guess they could cancel that, but that uh, would just mean that his podcast wouldn't go to Spotify and it would be like it was a couple months ago. Yeah, well, because he talked about it a little bit. I don't. Did you ever watch the the podcast he just did with Bill Burr? Uh, I did, but I don't know if I mean he talked about it a little bit, but he didn't go into like too much detail. He basically was saying that it's kind of like you said, it's a licensing agreement. Like they have zero creative control. You know, he even said like they did email me like, so who's gonna be the first guest? And he he was like, even that kind of like made me feel weird because I was like, uh, I just hope it doesn't go this direction where now you think you can like have any say in what I'm doing. But it seemed to me like Spotify was basically coming to him and offering him what I heard was like $100 million to exclusively only air his show on their platform. Mm-hmm. So it's it was an exclusivity clause, basically. And in his words, he made sure that in that contract... He didn't give them any stock in the podcast. They have 0% ownership of the podcast. And he was like, I want to be able to have whoever I want on here. I don't want you to have any say in what we talk about, who I talk about it with, and I will do it. And that was a problem that he had with YouTube was that YouTube would go on and fucking demonetize an entire podcast. And his podcasts are getting millions and millions and millions of views every single one of them he puts out like two per week and every single one of them is is like the top trending video on youtube whenever day he puts it out and youtube is just sitting there going oh well you violated this policy you showed a one second clip of this video so we demonetize it and that's why like when jamie pulls up a clip you're not allowed to like see it on the screen anymore because youtube would just demonetize a video just if you showed a second of it in the bottom corner and like they were on his fucking case and he probably got tired of it. He probably got tired of the fact that he couldn't have, you know, we talked about before, like a guy like Alex Jones or something like that. He felt like YouTube was like controlling him. And so he went exclusive with Spotify. And that's a huge fucking blow to YouTube. And that's what I meant when I said big tech hates him. I meant like YouTube is not happy about that. I mean, this is a guy who's bringing, like, I don't think I'm unique in saying that I have like three different like people that I watch videos from on YouTube about 90% of the time. I'll go rogue every now and then, but most of the time I'm going rogue in. I'm fucking watching, (laughs) I'm watching fucking Joe Rogan's podcast with whoever he's on, you know, typical, stereotypical bro, I guess, whatever. I think I like watching him and, uh, or watching whoever he has on. And like, I was thinking like, dude, how am I going to watch it? I don't even know how to watch a video on Spotify anymore or ever. I didn't even know they had videos on Spotify, but like I'll be spending a ton less time on YouTube now that he's exclusively on Spotify. He's probably bringing so many people to Spotify. Like, I didn't even really have an account, but now I'm going to have to, like, actually get my shit figured out so I can watch it because he's bringing people over there from YouTube, and YouTube is fucking pissed about that, you know? And so I wouldn't be surprised there's a lot of people in those circles that aren't big fans of him. The fact that he's kind of taking that sole proprietorship and being like, no, you don't fucking tell me what to do. I do what the fuck I want. You have no control over me. I'm not Jimmy Fallon. You're not going to cancel my fucking show. All right? I'm doing my show one way or the other. If you want to be a part of it, that's great. If you want to fucking tell me what to do, you're not going to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think both Jimmys got called out for blackface, right? Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Jimmy dude, Jimmy I, Kimmel's I was better not find out that you did something, dude. <laughs> uh, I think the worst thing I ever did was... Uh, 
I dressed up as a, a Mexican for Halloween in ninth grade. But it was it was cool. Yeah. I had like a wife beater and like a beanie cap and uh You did like the Mexican from Friday. Yeah, yeah. Like I was I was like an essay. I was like, I'm an essay, dude. Like like that kind of thing. And uh, you know, say what you want and about you know, it. You've learned. It was two thousand six. It was a different time. That picture is probably still up in my MySpace. It was my fucking profile picture on MySpace. I thought it was hilarious. I was fucking 13 years old. Give me a fucking break. I don't care. Look it up. Um, it was cool. It was funny. Um, and I think one year I was a gangster, but I, I wasn't like in blackface. I just had like a bunch of chains on and shit and a do-rag and stuff. Like Again, yeah. I was fucking like four. I think that was like the next year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like four, maybe 10th grade. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows, dude? Who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I, but the thing with Jimmy Fallon was like not even, he was doing, hold on one second, way back. Like someone, someone else, yeah, I hear you. Cool. Yeah, someone else did the blackface for Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't do that himself. Someone was like, you know what we should do? I know you're already doing the impression of Chris Rock and you're kind of dressing like him. Let's take this up a notch. Meet me in the makeup room. Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and wasn't it not on Saturday Night Live? Like that was it was no, on Saturday. I think it what was, was it, it was on? on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how is Saturday Night Live getting any not getting any piece of this? Like, why is Jimmy Fallon getting on his show and apologizing when he did it? Is his show on NBC? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it is. So his network makes him go out and publicly apologize. For a skit that he did on their flagship show. Like, dude, it wasn't just me in this. Lauren Michaels approved this. The network execs approved this. Chris Rock approved this. Probably. I don't fucking know. I'm sure he didn't care. He never talked about it. He probably thought it was funny. They're friends. So, like, the network is like, well, Jimmy, looks like you're in a big bag of trouble now. You better go on your show and apologize. It's like, dude, what about you, bro? You aired it. We filmed you said it. That was your favorite sketch. <laughs> you, loved, you gave me a show because of that skit, dude. <laughs> you fired Jay Leno because <laughs> he because he didn't do a Chris Rock impression in blackface. <laughs> nah, dude, that's what happened with Conan. Conan would never do blackface, and that's why they two timed him. They, they two timed him. They rehired Leno and kicked him to TBS. <laughs> There's so much that you heard about. Um, and uh, they're they're changing Aunt Jemima syrup. Yeah, I heard. That one was kind of like I was like, mm, I didn't know all that was going on. I like yeah. I looked I into. Was, it. I was never even like an Aunt Jemima guy, so I don't really care Racist. that much. Racist. No, I was into the the what's it? I think it's called like cabin. It's something. I don't know. There's just like a picture of a cabin on it, so I'm mm. like, that sounds like they'd know syrup. Yeah, cabin. You're not a king syrup guy. No. I know uh, that's like the the black Twitter syrup. Really? Black people like that? My dad always used to drink that. Not drink it. My dad always <laughs> used to, to drink drink. It. Dude, that syrup. might explain his fucking kidney stones. Too. Probably, dude. Like that. Maybe you should stop drinking king syrup, bro. First of all, it's a black thing. Second of all, you're not supposed to drink it. <laughs> but uh yeah, the I didn't realize like all the thing about Aunt Jemima. Like I read back, it was like the company started in like 18, it was so old. It was like 1861 or something like that, or like 1869, maybe even earlier than that. And I think the original depiction was like a very stereotypical depiction of like a mammy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, over the course of history, 
it's obviously it's it's like you know you look at the bottle now it's just like a, a black woman and i don't think there's supposed to be there i've never gathered any type of racial undertones from the bottle and and from the logo or the branding or anything and i don't think that they were intentionally i don't think that it was supposed to be taken that way but then you look into the history like okay i guess this did evolve from that yeah and so I mean, people, it definitely started as like do you want to have pancakes so good you'll think a slave made them? <laughs> get aunt jemima pancakes <laughs> That's that was literally their marketing. Oh man! <laughs> like, <laughs> but I do wonder, like, how who was thinking of it that way now? Because this seems like yeah, another no. situation. It's definitely, it's definitely something that we've like distanced ourselves from as a culture. That like you know, it's it's like it was literally in everyone's homes, and we didn't even think twice about it. Absolutely, like, same thing with like Uncle Ben's. I guess I yeah, hear I, I saw that they were gonna change their image a little bit, but I didn't. I don't know what was wrong with that either. Well, first of all, I was I, part of the reason I didn't set up tonight was because I was doing some scrambling Wikipedia and Twitter research. You, you're throwing out your whole pantry. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting rid of everything. Fucking <laughs> Big Mama's oatmeal. Get out of here. <laughs> Terrible. Get out of here. You tossed all your wrap snacks. <laughs> Fucking serious. Black people owes. No more of these. I'm not eating these anymore. It's terrible. Chocolate milk? Chocolate milk? No. No chance. But I was scrambling through the Wikipedia page. And uh, like I said, I looked up the Aunt Jemima thing and I was like, okay. I, see I mean, it was like here. a real person. Yeah, it was. They, and like, then, they hired her as like the mascot and sent her around to like every world's fair to be yeah. like, check this shit out. Check this shit out. But like it in that situation, I guess I can understand it if there were people that were mad about it. But it doesn't strike me that anyone really looked at it that way. It, it seems to me another one of those situations where a certain contingent contingents of people decided they were going to look at something, go back in time, see that it was derived from something that was offensive or inappropriate, and then say, now we have to get rid of it 140 years later, even though no white person, black person, any person I've known ever in my life has ever mentioned Aunt Jemima as something that was troubling to them. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy because, like, back then, I feel like Aunt Jemima would have been considered progressive because, mm-hmm. like, candy was called, like, N-word babies. Like, <laughs> little bits of, like, black licorice. Yeah. Like, that was literally, like, <laughs> sold to kids as candy. Yeah. It's like, Aunt Jemima, what are you trying to do? Make them equal? <laughs> yeah, you're humanizing? Like, it's like, you. it's just so, it's impossible to put yourself in the time and understand the concept context of the time that this is reconstruction era america this is right post civil war and a company made a black woman the face of their brand so you could look at that and say it's a bad thing because of depictions but also you could also look at it and be like damn that was kind of bold they made like a black woman the spokesperson for their brand and this woman like was like a famous, I think on her page, it was like she was a famous like black storyteller and things like that. So it's like, all I'm saying is there's a lot of ways you can look at it. And if it was something that a lot of people were mad about and offended by, I'd totally support getting rid of it. But if it turns out that it's just a very small vocal minority of people that are going out there and trying to glean political clout and fucking 
clout points in general by trying to cancel yet another thing that because yeah. they can derive some sort of offensiveness out of it. I mean, the way I kind of saw it was I didn't I didn't, honestly hadn't looked into it at all. I just kind of saw people posting about it and I was like, oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, oh, I you know I never got that maple syrup anyway, but okay. Yeah. Um, I kind of to me though, I assumed it was like the like the right's response to like whatever I guess like the left is doing. I don't know what any side of politics is doing right now. <laughs> I've been so fucking disconnected from everything. Yeah. But I'm I'm kind of assuming this is like a right leaning troll to be like, Oh, you're gonna take down our statues? Well we're gonna get rid of Aunt Jemima <laughs> using Aunt your <laughs> tactics. <laughs> using your tax dollars. We've we've infiltrated Antifa for months to learn how to cancel things and <laughs> This is we, whatever the fuck. This is, what's the fucking the dumb shit on Twitter where they do like we have someone sent to CNN and we had them yeah. secretly recording their interns drunk at a happy hour saying that if they actually had power they'd change a couple things about the news. <laughs> James O'Keefe, I think. Oh, what's he I, do? I think that I think that is what he did. That name sounds familiar, and what you're describing sounds familiar, but I don't know the exact it's like details the of the story. Project or some bullshit. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But um, oh, Project Veritas. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Just yeah. him making a video about. Yeah, I that. saw that. <laughs> the thing, the thing about Uncle Ben is though, Uncle Ben was just a black guy who grew rice really well and was famous in the New Orleans area because he had like the best rice and he was like the mater d' at some restaurant. They say his character was modeled after like the mater d' at some Cajun restaurant down in New Orleans mm-hmm. and they made him the face of their brand and it's literally just an old black guy and yeah. it's owned, what I think is so ironic about it is Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben are both owned by Quaker, which is a subsidiary of PepsiCo, but more importantly they're owned by Quaker and Quaker's about to change Uncle Ben's logo from an old black guy, even though it's not a racist depiction of a black guy. It's just an old black guy who was a real person who became famous for being good at doing shit with rice, which makes perfect sense to me. But it's like, dude, Quaker Oats, they're famous because their logo is just an old white guy. Like, that's the yeah. most famous old white guy ever, the Quaker Oats guy. Yeah. And so it's like now I they got thought, an old black guy I thought for it was rice. Ben Franklin for the longest time. Everyone, and I thought <laughs> Uncle Ben was fucking <laughs> Aunt Jemima's. Aunt husband. Jemima. <laughs> I thought Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben were a thing, dude. I don't fucking know. That's that's literally how I looked at it. I never knew that Aunt Jemima was supposed to be this thing because it probably wasn't after the year 1930. I just thought that that's what Quaker did, dude. You got fucking Uncle Ben, Aunt Jemima, and then you got. Fucking Mrs. Butterworth is apparently getting evolved branded too because they say yeah. like the body style is modeled after it. Now I'm like, all right, now you're getting. She's too thick, dude. She's too what thick. About, what about all the A cups out there? No ass chicks. Yeah, dude. No A cup chick is fixing up a. a what if What if they start doing Miss Buttersworth of all sizes? Mm. And you get it's like a it's like when Coke has the names on it, like share Coke <laughs> with Jimmy. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, I'm getting the Miss Buttersworth. That's like my body. <laughs> yeah, you're what you bring home pancake syrup, and your wife gets mad. You're like, why did you get the the B cup size Mrs. Butterworth? What the fuck are you trying to say? <laughs> that's worse than getting low carb Mrs. Butterworth. That's getting the why B does cup. Why does Mother's Bur- Miss Butterworth uh, have giant cankles? <laughs> <laughs> 
trying to say something? I went to build a Buttersworth and <laughs> I got a, a <laughs> I got a custom made syrup bottle for you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I took hundreds of pictures of you in the shower and I had them turn into a 3D model on Fiverr. Went to build a Buttersworth. <laughs> oh man! Look, I got. I even got a matching Livestrong bracelet for the Mister <laughs> Miss Buttersworth. <laughs> it's 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 just it's just too. Like I said, it's just too much going on. Fucking Land Lakes pulled the Native American chick off their butter. I think. Yeah, I mean, they basically just deleted her from the picture. It's still like the mountain range and the lake. <laughs> yeah, I just think we need to have. Which a I dis- mean is fair. It was. It's called Land of Lakes. Like, that's what it looks like now. <laughs> yeah, but it was like you know the Native American chick because that was like you know the Lakota Sioux or some tribe. I don't fucking know anything about it. I All guess. I'm saying is, did Native did Native American people know about butter? I feel like that was something that we brought over, I assume. I don't know. That's a good question. Did they have cows? I know they had buffalo. Were they doing buffalo <clears throat> butter? I feel like they had cattle. I don't know any... If they had buffalo, they had to have fucking cows, dude. I'm sure they made butter and shit. I don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is, I am just as ignorant, and you are just as ignorant as the average oh, consumer. Of course. And so, when I saw the Native American chick on Land Lakes butter, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Cool. If I see a fucking Greek dude on Oikos Greek yogurt, am I what am I what am I thinking in that situation? I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean, dude? <laughs> what the fuck are you trying to say? Like, no, dude. It just it, I think we need to draw a line between an offensive depiction of somebody, kind of going back to the blackface thing. Kind of going back to the blackface thing in general, with the Chris Rock thing in specific. We need to be able to distinguish between a caricature that is meant to be offensive with the intent of being offensive, or just a regular depiction of something. Like, Uncle Ben is just a black guy, and he's on your box, just like the old white guy on the Quaker Oats box. To say that that is offensive almost seems more racist to be like, oh, even just putting a black guy on your box is offensive. It's like, why is a black guy offensive to you? Why does that offend you? Are you saying that just the idea of just being black is intrinsically if it's just it almost seems in those situations like more like you're you're the one who's being making this weird bro i love uncle ben's rice dude <laughs> i don't know how to fucking cook rice uncle ben did wonder what's gonna happen to the cajun uh black girl in the popeyes commercials talk about a modern day modern day thing that we might look back on 30 years from now and be like and then you had the the big black woman going, oh, honey, blah, blah, blah. Like, I could totally see that in like 10. I'm surprised yeah. nobody's called that out now. I mean, every, like, uh, you know, everyone at uh, open mics, you always hear like the comics around Black History Month being like, you know, you know it's Black History Month because McDonald's starts having saxophone in their commercials and shit. <laughs> and it's like, that's another thing that like, probably in 20 years is going to be like why were we just like doing that <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 weird it's just it's hard to for me and again these are times when i i wish that we were doing these podcasts in studio because i'd love to have this conversation with ivan or dark mark or one of our friends that could speak to it from their point of view and actually get an actual grasp of how they feel on the other side but from my perspective i look at things like the notre dame fighting irish which is just like a guy on the helmet. It's a fucking leprechaun 
and they're the fighting Irish, and their mascot is a fucking leprechaun running around, and, like, nobody's mad about that. Or, like, you look at the USC Spartan, or the USC Trojans, or the Michigan Spartans, or Michigan State Spartans, and it's like, those are depictions of Greek culture, and nobody's mad about that, you know? You have tons of situations like that, and I understand that there are offensive depictions of cultures, but also, if saxophone and jazz is something that is emblematic of black music and black culture which it is which is a cool thing because saxophone and jazz is sweet and those are the roots of hip-hop and stuff like that then yeah you put it in a fucking commercial i look at that the same way when the mcdonald's has their greek yogurt thing and they got the fucking bazooki in the background (laughs) they got the greek music in the background you're you're that's a fucking that's an homage to my culture i'm not offended by that if you were making fun of Greeks by having us fuck a sheep in the background, then I'd be like, all right, now you're taking it a little far, buddy. I just want, I'm going to get McFlurry now. I don't want Greek yogurt anymore. You're offending me. But like, if you're just being respectful, there's always still going to be people out there that are going to try to make it into something it's not and make people pissed off about something for no reason. Yeah. Nobody was mad about that shit. Here's one thing Black that we don't know. Black people love Popeyes, bro. I love Popeyes. Oh, yeah. Popeyes is amazing. One one quick aside though, do we know if Chris D'Elia was Greek? Uh, I hope not. He would have been fucking underage boys if he was Greek, dude. He's probably Italian. True. Italians true, true, are true. <laughs> Italians are chicks. There's that old joke, oldest oldest Italian joke in the book. Old Italian guy and old Greek guy are sitting around arguing, and the Greek guy goes. What are you talking about? Greeks have way more important stuff. We invented democracy. And then the Italians are like, yeah, well, we were the first big empire that conquered Asia. And then the Greeks are like, yeah, well, we invented like this. And then the Italians are like, we invented that. And the Greeks are like, the Greeks are so old, we invented sex. And the Italian guy goes, yeah, but we introduce it to women. (laughs) (laughs) Classic, dude. Those are the two sides of my heritage just clashing. Got him, dude. But that was a big right hook from the Italians right in the fucking kisser against Damn, the Greeks, dude. dude. See, are you ever fucking... worried that any of your blood is going to do anything crazy to you? Because you're, you're both fronts. Mm-hmm. You're the Greek, the Greek side, you're into young boys, but the Italian side, young, young girls. Do you think they cancel each other out and make you into MILFs? <laughs> or... Or DILFs, dude. Or DILFs. I think... Uh, I've been pretty solid in my sexual preference so far. I've definitely seen some dudes and I'm like, that guy's hot. But I've never (laughs) been like, I want to fuck that guy. You know, so it's like, I think sometimes that's the Greek side of me just yapping. That's like the Greek devil on my shoulder like, yo, look at that guy. He's hot. I bet he's young. Don't talk to me like that, Greek devil. Got the Italian angel on the other side going, hey, no. (laughs) Just fucking they won't, man. All right, there's bro. a uh, there's a funny Mark Normand tweet that was uh, so thankful when my sexual brain was at the intersection of women's age, it veered off towards MILF. <laughs> <I was laughs> That's like, true, dude. Thank God, dude. It is weird. I feel like the older you get, like, I've been less into, <clears throat> actually, I don't even know what MILF porn is anymore because I feel like MILF in like, porn yeah, years yeah. is like 30. It's just like, or a late 20s, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is... Like, okay, yeah, that's how old I am. I'll check that out. It's like, is this a MILF now? I guess if you're a porn star, then maybe that is, like, mom age. But, like, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, is is this chick that's 26 years old 
really considered a MILF now? It's crazy. You know? Yeah. Because I remember MILF seemed like Lisa Ann was like, I thought she was like 40 something. In fact, Lisa Ann was interesting because she didn't become a porn star until she was a MILF. I searched mm-hmm. heavily for young Lisa Ann videos. <laughs> came up with nothing. I think I came up with like one blurry video from the 80s. <laughs> and it like wasn't even as good as when she was 50. I was like, this is crazy. She yeah. like worked at her craft, you know? Yeah. And now she's a mogul, dude. I think she like started her own porn company. She has a serious satellite show. She's doing her thing. And I think she even came back to porn. Oh, if did I'm not she? mistaken. Oh no, she. Once she start venturing, well, she's not a granny yet. She's definitely highly fuckable still. But she's she's like on the the later half of the milf spectrum, which is mature. It's like mature. It's, a, it's a different category, but it's not it's not out of the the range yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you get to granny, it's like this is this is ridiculous. This is sad. Why are you still doing this? this Shouldn't is... social security be helping you out? Or exactly, Dude, they really must be skimping you. Um, you know what else we haven't really talked about at all? Uh, the, um, did we ever talk about, I feel like I had in my notes forever, but, uh, the, the, the country of Chaz, did we talk about that ever? Country of Chaz? I don't think so. It's like, uh, so it's basically like after the whole protest in Seattle, basically an entire, yeah, like a whole section of the city got like taken over by a group of people. And it's like still blocked off this day, and they're occupying it, and they're like declaring it their own country, and like it's crazy. It's fucking yeah. crazy. I Have mean, you heard I, about that? I I like know it's happening, and I saw something like maybe a week ago, where like a couple of days into them being like a police free zone, mm-hmm. like they were like giving out free food and supplies to people and like apparently a bunch of homeless people came in and took all the stuff yeah and then they're like asking for donations and like we're really struggling it out here like we we ran through our month worth of provisions in two days and yeah (laughs) exactly it's kind of it's kind of like sad in a way it's funny to me it's funny because it's like these people took over the section of the city and we're like we're gonna live in this commune and do stuff the way we think it should be run. And then they immediately like built these gigantic ass walls to keep people out. And they have like this warlord. Uh, then, like ambulances couldn't come in or something. Yeah. I saw like a couple of people died. Yeah. And they have this fucking like warlord that's named like Raz Simone, who's like the leader of the police force out there and is like enforcing yeah. by beating the shit out of people and stuff. And it's like, so weird. it's like you guys started this because of a protest against police brutality. And then you just built this, country in a in a small in a couple city blocks and it's like literally the opposite it's like the most fascist state anyone could ever imagine it's just the weirdest thing and i almost feel like is he he, a singer raz simone he was like a rapper yeah he was like a rapper songwriter and he's like walks around with like a fucking ak and just like terrorizes people and like he considers himself like the the law and order around there and he just like terrorizes people and shit it's like the weirdest thing honestly that's kind of sick it's kind of sick but not it's when kind you're... of sick we have our own Coney now. That is true. We do have our own Coney, dude. Raz Simone. <laughs> but it's Raz like... Simone 2020. I don't understand. Okay, so there's two ways of looking at this. If you're the Seattle government or the Washington state government is probably the one who's more important in this factor. Uh, what do you do? Because you obviously just can't let them take over the city forever. 
but also you can't really like invade them and like force them out with military force because then that would kind of like uh uh, revive a lot, like strengthen their resolve. It's kind of the same way with like right wing people. They kind of like want to get blocked sometimes because it like proves their point. They're like, "See, I'm banned now. They're censoring me." But it's like if you just didn't yeah, it, like, censor gives them, them, another thing to talk about. Yeah, it like proves their point. It's like, see, I've been talking about them. It's like, okay, dude, we get it. It's kind of the same thing with them. It's like if you bring in and take them out with military force, it's gonna like strengthen their resolve that the United States is a tyrani- tyrannical, terrible state. So it's like. The only thing I could think of to do, and it sounds harsh, but obviously this can't go on forever. It's like, stop sending them aid. Like, why are we shipping food in there for people that don't want to be part of the country? And it's like, okay, dude, you want to fucking have this city space? You want to run it your way? You want to be your own fucking thing? Do it. We'll see how long it lasts. And I guarantee you if they did that and they ran out of fucking Utz potato chips and fucking avocado toast, within fucking one week, people would just... Like, I'm fucking bored of this dude. I'm hungry. My phone ran out of battery. I can't plug in anywhere because they <laughs> shut off the electricity. There's no hospitals. People are shitting out in the streets. Every building is fucking destroyed. Like, I'm out of here. I'm going back to my fucking, uh, you know, apartment in some gentrified neighborhood of Seattle, which is, I'm imagining where everyone in this country of Chaz are from. <laughs> yeah. I wish I knew more about it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of already said what I know. Yeah, I don't really know that much about it either. It's just kind of it's been like a side story because it's been like it's it's weird because it, it's the B plot of the it, <laughs> it, is, it is a B it is a B roll of 2020, which it, it says it m- mountains about 2020. The fact that we literally have a country we have, we have a yeah that is seceded country. yeah <laughs> from our own country, and that's like just like a third page news story. Like oh yeah, also. Uh, also, Chaz apparently has nuclear weapons now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it they stands stole for some- the launch codes from Microsoft and are about to deploy missiles on every capital. It stands for something. Let me look it up real quick. Chaz. This would be a great time. Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Yeah. That's what it stands for. Yeah, because I was getting confused because I kept seeing all that stuff about Capitol Hill, and I thought that it was in D.C. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought they were talking about stuff in D.C., and I was like, damn, I feel like I would have heard about this by now. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's just something that I've had in my notes for a while that I was like, I wonder if anybody else is talking about that. I mean, I know people are talking about it, but again, it's just so stupid to me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I I uh, kind of teased you with this before the podcast, dude. That's what I was trying to bring up earlier. I was like, when I said <laughs> speaking of carbs, you were like carbs, Dalia. <laughs> I was like, let's talk about fucking snowballs, bro. <laughs> snowballs do not have carbs, bro. What are you ah, talking about? Snowballs are keto. <laughs> oh, true, so, true. I didn't think about that. Uh, me and Elizabeth got snowballs the other day. The snowball stand on the avenue is wide open now. Nice, um, and they. They have like, you know, a line out front. They have markers for six feet. And when we got there, there's only like two people in front of us and they're kind of using the markers. So we use the markers behind them. And it was so slow because they could only like help one person at a time. Like you'd make your order and then you'd have to wait there until you picked it up and then left. And then the next person could come in. So we were sitting in line 
And of course, everyone around us didn't have masks on. Really? Yeah. That's surprising in Hamden. It was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. And it was like two sets of like young families with their very young kids who like, I think maybe one of the kids had a mask on, maybe one of the dads had a mask on, but no one was wearing masks. None of the kids were wearing masks. The parents weren't watching them. And it was like, you know, in the middle of the avenue in the middle of the day. So there's like junkies walking around and shit. And like yeah. a kid's like grabbing shit where I'm sure someone peed on <laughs> and like picking up mulch, putting it in his mouth and shit, trying to run into traffic. And we like start moving up in the line and people start coming in behind us. And then they're not, you know, they don't care about the six foot thing. But yeah. also, like, that kind of pisses me off because, like, you see that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't – like, I understand if, like, you and your group want to come stand all up next to each other. I don't care about yep. that. But, like, you at least see that we're trying to take precautions and, like, at least doing a space in front of the people in front of us. So at least fucking be courteous enough yeah, to do the same for us. Um, and we're waiting. And then, like – one of the kids is acting up and the mom's like, I'm going to take you to the car if you don't stop acting up, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, oh, no. if you don't fucking stop acting up, I'm going to take you to the car. <laughs> and then at that moment, I'm like, she named her fucking kid Brooklyn. Mm. This is a special type of white woman. And of course, like no no action taken against the kid whatsoever. We we're in line for like 20 minutes. Took Was forever. it like a, okay, so there's two things that come to my mind right now. Was it a white trash type of Brooklyn family, or was it a like hipstery like no, I'm name- hipster New York Brooklyn? Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I didn't know which type of white person we were talking about right now. Because there's a big difference. You could be Brooklyn either oh, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you could be Brooklyn getting, because you were born you in Brooklyn, Maryland, Brooklyn Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a totally different type That's, of family. Yeah, no, that kid would have had like a weird hermetic seal from the fucking Baywater around him. <laughs> um. No, but they're just fucking acting a fool. Kid, no punishment, just, you know, empty words. And it's like, okay, no wonder this kid fucking sucks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, eventually we finally get our snowballs. Totally worth it, dude. I miss snowballs so much. I got Skylight with Marshmallow. We're kicking it back. Uh, And I was talking in the group chat, and I saw that Travis was on the avenue. So, you know, we say what's up to him real quick. I have to toss him a finger from the car. Nice. Was he masked up? He was masked up. Oh, He was masked up. Cool. He was masked up. But uh, we were getting getting, uh, somewhat stalked by... I don't know if I don't know if they listen to this podcast. I don't know, want to talk about it in two specific terms, but uh, let's just say there's someone that we saw but we didn't want to see because uh, mm. we just didn't want to talk to them, um, uh. and we're just kind of like at the last moment. Travis texted me like, "Hey, watch out behind you, <laughs> like." in case you don't want to get into a long conversation. And then we just like power walked to my car with our snowballs and just fucking jetted out. The <laughs> avenue was backed up. So I like ripped it through the Seven Eleven parking lot <laughs> and oh, just like man. cut out on Falls Road <laughs> and just fucking out of there, dude. Who knew all it takes is two views on YouTube to fucking paparazzi all of a sudden just following you around in hand and trying to get a snowball. Not even paparazzi. I think just, I don't know. A bored person, I guess. Mm. 
That was just wishful but thinking on my part. I, was just, I just wasn't in the mood for that. Yeah. I can't wait to find out who this was after the cast. I don't even know if you know who they are, but I'll tell you. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but, but we can wrap up, though. Yeah, that's all I had in my notes, honestly. Um, yeah. I, As far as plugs go, I um, finally got my Spotify back. Like, And turns out I was wrong the whole time that uh, I thought that this other band had taken over my Spotify. But in reality, it turns out that that... App, so, quick recap. Four weeks ago, I was planning on releasing a song, and when the song came out, I realized that I saw my Spotify page, but it had been like... There was like a 10-song album from this other band called Sophomore that was on my Spotify. And it was like their picture in the thumbnail and like all the different stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? how come my song is on this other band Spotify? Like all my songs were on this other band Spotify. And, uh, I messaged, I did like filed out some like quick, like form to get it fixed. And I tried to tell Spotify that all of my music was on this other band's page. And then nothing happened for like three weeks. So then I was like, fuck it. I took down every song I had on Spotify and I just republished it thinking that it would create my own page again. So I was like, nobody yeah. was really listening to my Spotify ever anyway. So like, we're just starting to get things going. So I was like, why not just start fresh anyway? It doesn't matter. It's not like I had a bunch of followers or anything. I'm going to lose anything. I think I had one follower and it was live from the studio. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll make sure to follow myself again. And uh, then I posted my song again. And it went back on that fucking page again. And it, no. I was like, dude, this is insane. So then I was like at a, at a loss to, for what to do. I was so just in anguish. Had no idea what to do. <laughs> and then I realized, I was like, you know what? I think this is my Spotify. And I think it's that this band's shit is on my Spotify. Ooh. And so I just changed all the stuff back to my own stuff. Like I put my logos in, I put mm-hmm. my info in, I put did all my links. Did you put their in. stuff on it <laughs> when you deleted your stuff? Did you like make it nice for them? Uh, what I did was I filed out a separate complaint form, and this time I said instead of my music is on another band's Spotify, I said another band's music is on my Spotify, and within two days it was gone. And Hell I yeah. looked into it and I saw that this was an album from 2016 by this other band called Sophomore. So I don't even know if they're still around because they haven't done anything since then, which isn't saying much because you probably say the same thing about me. But I saw this other band. I was like, what the hell is going on? So I realized that I guess their music just wound up on my Spotify. And because I hadn't like actually updated anything on my thing, all their shit just like filled in the blanks because I hadn't actually made a profile thing for myself. You know what I mean? It just like did it automatically based off whatever my latest release was. That was like the thumbnail and that was everything. So because I hadn't done that, all of a sudden this other band gets their shit on my Spotify. So it becomes all their shit. So I thought, oh, now it's theirs. But then I finally got it removed. And now my only task at hand now is there's this one French song called like Les Dignitaires C'est Minou. I don't even know how to speak French. I'm just assuming those are the words. Mm. And it's like this weird like eight minute song that was on this like album called Waft Ball which is a various artist album and a picture of like a cartoon playing soccer by a bunch of different French bands. And there was this one song by this band called Sophomore that is on my Spotify. So it's just girls like you 
and then some weird ass eight minute French song that's literally like a drum beat and then some guy going uno deux trois for like the whole fucking song and oh, I was yeah. thinking like there's no way they're gonna think this is us but still get the fuck out of here dude yeah. So then I thought well, in. If yeah. anyone wants to listen to that, you better act quick <laughs> before it gets taken off Jimmy's Spotify. Yeah, exactly. If you want to listen to that song, go now because uh, I think it should be off of there soon. But anyway, in brighter news, now that I have reclaimed my Spotify, I did a whole bunch of shit, got my stuff in order, and uh, submitting it to a bunch of playlists. Uh, the campaign starts tomorrow. It's getting submitted to like 50 playlists. No oh, guarantee okay. that it'll get on any of them, but. Uh, Hopefully it will get picked up by a couple. And um, once it gets a respectable amount of streams on there, I'll drop the link for people to listen to. Because I don't want you guys to go to the thing now and listen to it and be like, the song has four streams. (laughs) So I'll let you know. If you're really that curious, the link's in my fucking Instagram bio. But I'm not making a big huff about it in the meantime. But uh, but those things are all coming together. Follow him on Instagram at Jimmy Selesky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Follow me on Instagram at Eric Laser. Follow the podcast at LFTS Podcast on everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, make sure yeah, to check us out. Yeah. yeah, you got any gigs coming up? Oh yeah, now that's will, a thing. Yeah, that's a thing again. Um, I will be playing at Barley's Backyard Uptown. <laughs> Insert a bunch of other names. Hell I'll be yeah. there six to nine this Friday, uh, June twenty sixth. Uh, little happy hour thing bring your mask because you got to wear one to sit down at the table uh now you don't have to sit you don't have to wear one at the table but you got to wear one to get to the table so make sure you bring your mask you're probably already used to that but i'll be there six to nine i think some pals are coming out alex is coming out marissa and all them and so uh that'll be fun and then uh yeah that's the only pluggable show this week um so we'll be having more of those eventually still no horse still no horse yet We'll see about that. Yeah, nothing on my radar. But again, LFTS podcast on everything. Like, comment, subscribe. We'll see you guys next. Yeah, week. every oh shit, every oh, Tuesday. Every Tuesday, yeah. Every You're watching Tuesday. this right now. Live stream on Facebook at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. every mm-hmm. Tuesday. Check it out. See you next week. Peace. Peace.